Welcome to episode 51 of the Champs and Chums podcast. I'm Anthony. And I'm Ashton. Father-son fun talk on sports, life, and friendship. Coming up on episode 51. An episode to honor and remember forever. We'll go one and one and best of with Major Joanna Labonte, a member of the Canadian Armed Forces. Father-son fun talk will enlist a select list of best of performers. We'll go goal, goal, goal for Canadian athletes who served in the military. And we'll head for home on episode 51 with our special segments. All Pro Go, a Did You Know Sports Spotlight, and Champs and Chums personal salutes to our stars on and off the field. That's all coming up on episode 51 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. Happy November, everybody. We hope you're doing well. It's Anthony and Ashton in the broadcast chair. So glad that you're with us here for episode 51 of Father-Son Fun Talk. It's Champs and Chums. So great to be on the airwaves here again. And it is my privilege, my pleasure, to introduce the uh, star of the show, Ashton. Ashton, how you doing, my man? I'm doing amazing and can't wait to start off episode 51. We're past that halfway mark. And uh, yeah, everybody, last month in October, uh, such a special milestone. We want to thank you so much for all of the um, wonderful messages, uh, all the great engagement. And we want to thank some of our best of guests who took the opportunity to wish us great on this, uh, on that special milestone uh, yeah, before we kind of get into what we always do is talking about November business, Ashton, um, what would you want to say and how do you want to reflect on what was an incredible milestone, episode 50, before our fans? Episode 50. Um, you know, I personally, when we started the podcast, I didn't even have um, episode 50 in my sights. I didn't even think we were going to get to episode 50, but, you know, we worked very hard and uh, we did it. So, yeah, we as, sh- as Alec Manoa says, we're here. We here. Yeah. That's right. We here. It's episode 51, early fifth bumps here on the show. And yeah, Ashton, it's really nice and I'm grateful for, for all of the experiences that this uh, father-son founded passion project has brought to us Um you know, you and I spending some great moments together, uh, us both building our skills, having some tremendous experience, experiences, meeting some f- and talking to some fascinating people, and of course, building a, a base of great fans and champs and chums nation. So thank you. Thank you so much. All right, good stuff. Well, Ashton, as we always do, it's kind of a great opportunity at the start of the show just to kind of recap, talk about some of the... Uh, 
I guess some of the wonderful things that have already happened here in the month of November. So, um, you know, uh, I guess the last time we were talking about um, this, which was just before a Halloween, we just experienced Halloween and you experienced a Halloween dance. Uh, care to tell the fans how that all went? Was it spooky? Was it scary? Was it memorable? Um. Well, it was my first school dance, and um, it was... Woo, woo, woo! <laughs> school dance! Yeah! We're going to have one in February. Near that's, Val- a, that's a big one, too. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a semi-formal. That's semi-formal. We got to head near down. Near Valentine's Day, too. Wow, so. wow. Well, anyways, I, I, I interrupted you there. Um, so tell the fans, how did it go at your first ever school dance? It went pretty good. I mean, we had uh, food they gave us, and then we got to dance. It was really fun. Well, I don't know, man. I I got the real goods from you when I picked you up. This would have been uh, a Friday night just ahead of Halloween day, and you kind of laid the lumber on the DJ because you thought the DJ didn't really spin all the favorite tunes at all the classes and all the all the uh, the chums in the in the school dance would have liked. Well, um, yeah, um, my friend who had already been there last year, she told me that, um, they, you can request songs, but I guess you couldn't request songs, so that was kind of disappointing, <laughs> wow. but everything else was fun, so. Everything else was fun. I, I'm so glad that you enjoyed that, and yeah, I mean, it was, uh, a few hours where you could just sort of get foot loose and fancy free. In the most spookiest of ways, and I'm sure it was a great event, and I'm so glad you were there. So, uh, continuing that theme, I guess, of uh, the Halloween hunt, the Halloween haunt, uh, you uh, had an opportunity. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, um, Ashton, I was sick, and I wasn't able to uh, partake as I would have liked in you getting around the neighborhood here in Brampton. But what was that like on Halloween night what did you dress up as? Well, you actually, you didn't tell the fans who you dressed up as on the Halloween dance. Uh, start there. Oh, yeah. For the Halloween dance, I have two costumes. Uh, so I decided to wear, um, to be a baseball player, wear my uh, powder blue uh, Vladdy jersey. Because, um, you know, I already had... Did you go placata in the... In the uh... I wish oh, I could on the stage, like I, you know, I wish and I uh, you went placata. I wish I could or placata, placata. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I think that would that was the easiest costume because I had everything with me already. So, um, and then on the night of Halloween, I was uh, Maverick from Top Gun. Uh, I got a lot of candy. I I think big I, haul, eh? Yeah nice well the, the, it's a grind it's a grind it's a grind but it's a great haul with the great people around here in the neighborhood of brampton who uh i'm sure shelled out uh to all the kids so that was such a nice uh, time and here we are at the time of this recording ash and i mean uh, the end of november is quite near uh we moved into uh uh november of course and special celebrations um lots of things going on in the community um, we were very happy to see all the great goings on of, uh, of Diwali. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately we were not able to go. Um, but we listened to some Indian music and, uh, just down the street at Sesquicentennial, there was, uh, a 
big, huge Diwali party. I believe 20,000 people. 20,000 uh, fans rocking it out, celebrating, um, uh, you know, the Festival of Lights. Yeah. Um, such beautiful people, uh, uh, the people of, uh, of Indian heritage. And uh, we, we, as Ashton said, I guess the thing we were unfortunate, because we, we, we'll get to the 905 chat in a sec, we were unable to, because there was an afternoon uh, home opener in 905, by the time we went up to um, the uh, sesquicentennial park for what would have been Canada's largest uh, Diwali, outdoor Diwali celebration, uh, it was just packed. We couldn't get in there. Yeah, so. literally, um, some people were parking at the Walmart parking and walking all the way, or some people were even parking at the gas station and walking all the way, I guess. People who were trying to find parking when those two spaces were uh, found, they probably parked at the high school, like, far, far away, and they walked. Yeah, and I tell you, um, yeah, so it was great. And, I mean, the fireworks display, which we could have seen just outside from our home here, was just spectacular. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, yeah, the city of Brampton always does amazing with their celebrations. So, yeah, this was another good celebration. Yeah, so, yeah, shout out to the city of Brampton, uh, our, our fearless leader, uh, Mayor Patrick Brown, episode 10 guest, all the council, all the staff putting in the hard, hard work. First time event, you guys knocked it out of the park. Good stuff. Um, speaking of great events in Brampton, and again, another one, sadly, that I missed. And I'm not going to miss it next year. Um, uh, I was hanging out with a bunch, with a lot of Tesla vehicles, uh, sort of a client event, and I couldn't make it. Um, but you were hanging out with the one, the only, the greatest December guest of them all, Santa Claus, because Canada's largest uh, nighttime parade... Actually, I'm not sure if they hold that record. I think Winnipeg now holds it, but anyhow. Was it Winnipeg or Niagara? I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't remember, but among Canada's largest nighttime Santa Claus parade, Ashton, you were down for the Santa Claus parade. Give the full report that the jolly old man show up to end the night. Yes, he did. Um, it was pretty amazing. Uh, it was very fun as well, like it always is. So it was another great job by the city. And uh, yeah, I had so much fun. And your school had a float there. So you enjoyed seeing that, as you always do. Uh, any other fun floats that you might have seen pass you by as you were taking this all in and out and taking this all in in community? Uh, I, I think I really liked the. Uh, the zoom bus because it, it had it was like a reindeer kind of oh that's cool um and it said uh merry christmas happy holidays from uh city council so yeah it that's was really great. nice that's great santa claus prayed always a nice time here in the city of brampton but um that weekend uh was quite a busy weekend because um that well actually no that was back-to-back weekends but let's get on with um some real talk here. We got to have a a one-to-one a, a -one talk with the fans. You and I will kick it off. But our Raptors 905, who debuted their season, we your, your co-hosts were out the home opener. Shout out to all our chums at the Raptors 905. You, they hosted us for a great um, 
welcome back event for the season seat holders. Uh, so Ashton, talk a bit about that. Talk about the great experience you had on on uh, home opener day. And then maybe we'll get into the, the stuff about what's going on on court. Yeah. Um, it was a great event that they hosted just before the game. And um, we got down there. Um, and we actually had a bit of confusion with our seats because it showed that we were on the other side. But then we were on the same side from last year. So it was kind of yeah. weird. No, um, that's okay. We got it all figured out. Yeah. And, uh uh you took the opportunity when you were over on the other side closer to this the the other side of the 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 basketball net closer to the bench side you you had a chance to uh choose some fat with uh raptors 905 player kevin open yeah um got to talk to him he has uh size 16 shoes so that that's sorry size 16 shoes yeah i th- i think that's like uh three sizes bigger than yours you have size 13 or i yeah. i i'm a size 11 actually oh so. you're 11 i thought you were 11 th- or 12 13. maybe I'm i 12. thought you were 13 no no but anyhow uh, these basketball players yeah they uh incredible um specimens and yeah it was great to talk with kevin you actually had a chance to talk with one of the Ra- raptors 905 stars a guy that's been up with the big club on the Raptors, you had a little brush with one Marquise Noel. Yeah, um, it's it's usually just a high five. Um, so the first game, I guess he thought you were trying to take a picture with him, but um, he gave me a high five, though. That was uh, still cool. And then uh, one game you weren't there, so then I got I went to the other side, and then... High five them again. That's awesome. Yeah, so great seats uh, up at courtside again this year. uh, Right underneath the bucket to check out all the action. And Ashton, speaking of those being in the the right place at the right time with those uh, just shift over to the left seats for this this season, there was a special guy. It got a little spicy in there at the home opener, the Raptors 905. Yeah, uh... Spicy P was in the building. Um, Pascal was in the building. Uh, I got a high five from him. And, uh, you know, I I was trying to not wash that hand, but unfortunately I did. Um, yeah, it, he only came for one quarter, but I could tell he enjoyed it. So, yeah, that was really good. Well, that's amazing, man. And, um, well, let, let's get down to the to the to the real uh, the real talk, right? Because you know, fans, your co-hosts here are massive Raptors nine hundred five fans. In fact, I would put them as the best of amongst the best that we root for. I would say, Ashton, would you not agree? I think like the nine hundred five are first. Maybe That's what the, I'm saying. Maybe the Jays are second, Jays and then the Leafs second. are third. Yeah, I think that works out like that for for your co-hosts here. But we have a lot of fans of a lot of different sports teams. But 905, they treat you like family. Um, the product is great. The quality and the value is amazing. But let me come back to the to the the product. Because the product, by record, hasn't been the best. No. And uh, they, as we sit here today, they are still looking, uh, heading into their seventh game of the season at the time of this recording coming up on the weekend 
they haven't won a game yet. So, Ashton, let's break it down for the fans. They're 0-6 at the time of this recording. I think they can turn it around, but what's your sense of this all? Um, You know, it, it's a completely different team. There's only a couple guys who were playing last year that signed back this year. So I think they just got to get, you know, uh, to know each other a lot more. But, you know, they, they already do. But, like, they need to work as a team more and... um. The games I've seen when I've watched them play, they're usually behind by a lot. And then they catch up and then they still lose. So, yeah, it's it's tough for the 905. They're going to have to figure it out in some way. Well, yeah, and we know there's two streams to the season. What they're in right now is the Showcase Cup. Um, and so that's kind of the first, um, I guess, gets us really until uh, January. And then January, the real season gets going, the regular season, and uh, a chance to maybe clean the slate. I think the team's been incredibly injury-riddled. Like, you look at their two-way players, it was just only last game that Ron Harper Jr. came back against the Westchester Knicks. Mm -hmm. He's been battling some injury. Um, uh, The other two-way, Javon Fremont Liberty is well too injured. Um, Some other guys, uh, uh, Maker McCour. Uh, has been hurt as well. Uh, Daryl Morcell, he he has a soft ankle injury too. There's a guy that, as you mentioned, some returning uh, players to the 905. He's hurt. So I think it's been really taxing on Eric Corey and the coaching staff. Um, But, you know, this is a development program, right? And so Mm -hmm. they have to give players every opportunity, the whole philosophy, next man up. Well, this is kind of what has to happen. But, yeah, they've been really shorthanded, yeah. beset um, by injuries. I think um, I, what you were saying with the coaches, um, I just think that Coach Corey, he has to work his magic in some way. So we'll see if they can get a win. We'll see. It's It'll be a long season for sure. Uh, this is the first half of it, the Showcase Cup. It's interesting, the... The NBA, the the big clubs uh, are doing this style, this tournament style right now in as well. In-season tournament, In-season yep. tournament. So same same principle, same ideal. Uh, creates a bit of excitement, uh, which is kind of neat. And uh, we are big fans of the Raptors 905, looking for better days in the win column ahead. Speaking of better days and best of days, Ashton, just recently, the 110th playing of the Grey Cup and uh, your co-hosts, um, you know, we enjoy Grey Cup, Ash. It's become a, quite a nice tradition, and it's so nice to share that with you, uh, uh, you know, father and son time, because, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people appreciate the Grey Cup. You know, they watch the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and such, but, I mean, talk about a magical finish. Yeah. What, um... Why don't you set that up for the fans? I mean... Two teams that on paper you thought it was a mismatch, but it didn't turn into that. It was a great cup classic. Yeah, the, um, was it three-time or two-time great cup champions, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, took on the underdog Montreal Alouettes. Um, It was, you know, for the first half, or I I think it was... A pretty close game. Then it started to get a little distant uh, 
because Winnipeg got a lot of touchdowns, Montreal caught up, and then they won. So Montreal won. Yeah, they did, and it was such a big gamble on third and, I think it was third and two, and they went for the throw. Uh, what a great catch that was made. And then they obviously, that uh, that big touchdown to sort of get out in front, that went right down to the last second. And I mean, I can tell you, Montreal was no slouch. Um, I went to the Eastern Final with my longtime chum, Jerry, the week before. Uh, that team was formidable, so much so that they they out-dueled, out-classed the 16-2 Toronto Argonauts to actually punch their ticket into the Grey Cup. So, um, yeah, kudos to the Montreal Alouettes. Um, and uh, the atmosphere, I mean, you know, the, the, you know, everybody says you kind of have to attend a Grey Cup to get a real feel of what a party's like, and that would be no, uh, no different uh, this year. I mean, their halftime performances with Green Day, all of the festival-like atmosphere, a complete sellout crowd in the Hammertown, Ashton. We've been in Hammertown, yep. and I can tell you, it rocks in there. Yeah, um, I totally agree with what you said uh, at first. People don't appreciate the Grey Cup as much as they do the Super Bowl. I mean, uh, yes, Super Bowl is more popular because it's the NFL, the National Football League, and the Grey Cup is the CFL, the Canadian Football League. But um, I, I, I think it has the same energy. Um, I think the Grey Cup is an amazing thing to watch. So take it into consideration, guys. Watch the Grey Cup next year. Well, you heard it there from a, from a CFL expert, a CFL aficionado. That's Canada's uh, version of the Super Bowl. That's the Grey Cup. Well, well you know what, fans? It's November. It's a very special time, a day where we a day and a month where we honor and remember and thank, be thankful for our country of Canada. And so we want to dial it back, Ashen, because uh, this has is the uh, fourth year um, that we've done in the month of November, a special Remembrance Day episode. Uh, but you had a very special experience uh, at your school that helped commemorate uh, the importance of Remembrance Day. Yeah, so we had a uh, Remembrance Day ceremony at our school. It was on the Friday because the next day, the actual Remembrance Day was on the Saturday. Um, it was a really nice ceremony that the school held. And uh, I was lucky enough to be able to carry the wreath for grade 6A. And... Um, you know, just walking up there, giving the wreath to the grade eights who I think were in like, uh, I, I think they, um, one of, uh, my friends, Jaden, he's now in grade eight. I think he, he was going to military school, I believe. Oh, is that so? Yeah. Like air cadets maybe? As a star I think or? the air cadets or okay. maybe, I don't think the Legion, but the air cadets, um, and also another grade eight named Gurkram. He's also in the Air Cadets, I believe. And um, he he was in uh, Ottawa. Oh, that's awesome! So he actually took part in like a Remembrance Day ceremony there. Yeah. Oh, that's um, fantastic. So um, it was a great uh, way to remember all the soldiers who fought uh, for our country. And, uh, yeah, it was a great Remembrance Day ceremony. 
Well, you know what, and, and we talked, you just talked about some of the special people who really um, represented our country with such strength, courage, valor, and uh, we've been very fortunate uh, for the last four years to have uh, a member, a distinguished, honored member of the Canadian military join us on Champs and Chums, and we're pleased to let you know that continues here on episode 51. Ashton, tell all the fans who our best of guest is. Major Joanna Labonte, a member of the Canadian Armed Forces. Oh, what an honored, what an outstanding guest we have. 31 years representing this country, working for the Canadian Armed Forces. That's Major Joanna Labonte. And fans, it's not just her uh, military story that's inspiring. There's a sport, international sport competition element to it that you would, won't want to miss. She was a gold medalist at the Invictus Games, and she also, above everything else, has an inspiring story with her son, Campbell, and family. So um, you won't want to miss it. It's our best of segment, episode 51, Major Joanna Labonte. Good stuff, Ashton. Well, listen, um, we've talked about it. We've put a, a, a spot, an important spotlight on it. We've done every November episode to honor um, great Canadians who have served our country. But fans, Ashton and I have done some additional research. And when you think of pairing passion and purpose, you kind of think about serving as a Canadian military member and also serving as a Canadian athlete. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, fans at home, we're pleased to present our gold, gold, gold of Canadian athletes who also served in the military. So, Ashton, take it away. And this, again, fans, this is an honor and tribute to all our great uh, soldiers, our veterans, those who have worked for the Canadian Armed Forces. This is in... in um, in keeping with the spirit, it's all gold medal rush. Ashton, tell the fans who the first gold medalist is. My first gold medalist is Michael Trauner. Oh, that's a great uh, a great selection there. Why don't you tell the fans a little bit more about about Michael? Well, um, he uh, believes that the power of sport and its ability uh, to change lives is amazing. Um, as a retired military veteran, uh, he lost both his legs and endured related injuries while serving in his Afghanistan. But this major life change did not daunt him. Um, another amazing fact about this, uh, about him, is that he has found continuing success at various canoeing and cycling competitions in Canada and abroad, and is a 23-time medalist in paddling and cycling. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's uh, Michael uh, Troner, who, uh, again, uh, was, uh, was a, a Games ambassador as well, too, at the Canadian Royal Canadian Legion's National Youth Track and Field Championship. Uh, you know, he's really exemplified uh, how the power of sport and through service to the military really, really can change lives. So that's Ashton's first gold medalist, uh, Michael Troner. Okay, over to Dad for my um, next gold medalist for a member of the Canadian military who's also starred in sports and 
I've got a great one here, Ashton. You help me with this one. NHL fans, you should remember the name Ed Stanowski. That's right. Ed Stanowski, um, a former professional uh, hockey goaltender. He played with the St. Louis Blues, the Winnipeg Jets, the Hartford Whalers. Ashton, he was drafted 27th overall in the 1975 draft. So, um, so Ed, uh, I knew the name when you helped me research that one for sure, Ashton. And, um, yeah, an outstanding, um, an outstanding uh, goaltender in the in the NHL, and he also served in the Canadian Forces. He actually reached the rank of Lieutenant Colonel in the Primary Reserve. Um, so his military career included numerous deployments, also including a senior advisor to the Armed Forces of Sierra Leone. So uh, much accomplished on the ice. Much accomplished in serving our country. That's Ed Stanowski, uh, my gold medalist. Ashton, over to you for your next gold medalist. My next gold medalist is Tom Longboat. Well, there's a famous name as well, too, because I, I believe uh, uh, Tom Longboat was a distance runner. Yeah, he was. His sport was running and his events were long distance. Um, so his contribute, his, his contribution to the army, he was a dis, dispatch runner in France in World War One while maintaining a professional career. Uh, he was twice wounded and twice declared dead while serving in Belgium. Stories said that he had entered a communication trench which was buried by an exploding shell where he and his comrades were trapped for six days before wow. being rescued. Well, there you go. Uh, you know, the, the late, great uh, uh, Tom Longboat, long-distance runner, Ashley, Ashton said, he was uh, nicknamed the Bulldog of Britannia, and he was a soldier in the Canadian Ex Expeditionary Force during the first world war good stuff all right over to dad for my second gold medalist and uh sadly this um this gentleman has also passed uh, i would like to uh, honor mark anthony graham that's right uh, mark anthony graham who was born may 17 1973 um, he was from gordontown jamaica but grew up in hamilton ontario lived in calgary alberta he competed in the 1992 summer olympics in barcelona everybody is a member of the four by 400 relay team so um an incredible uh, accomplishment reaching the olympics by one mark anthony graham and uh, mark anthony graham everyone served in the first battalion of the royal canadian regiment of the canadian armed forces Sadly, uh, Graham was killed in a friendly fire incident with two uh, uh, USAF A-10 Thunderbolts uh, fired on his platoon. And, and uh, so sadly, he has passed. Um, he is actually buried, Ashton and fans, at the National Military Ceremony in Ottawa, Ontario. Boy, would that be a... We've enjoyed going to Ottawa, you and I. But going perhaps even to a place like that, such rich in history, to recognize a fine man like this, Mr. Mark Anthony Graham, would be something to behold. Yeah, um, he sounds like an amazing man. So um, kudos to him for being an amazing person. 
That's right. Okay, two more gold medals uh, to give out here on this special edition, the special Remembrance Day month edition of our All Pro, uh, sorry, our Father Son Free for All. And Ashton, uh, you've got a real special one here for your final gold medalist. Take it away. My final gold medalist is our episode 51 guest, Major Joanna Labonte. Our episode 51 best of guests, Major Joanna Labonte. What a great selection you made there uh, because it was only just in September, Ashton, that she competed in a world competition, the Invictus Games. You want to tell the fans what she competed in? Yeah, um, she competed in rowing, seated volleyball, discus, and shot put. Um, those sports she played in the Invictus Games in Dusseldorf, Germany, and she took home a gold medal for discus. What a special! What a special lady! What a special representative of uh, of Canada serving the country. In such areas of discipline uh, for the Canadian Armed Forces as public affairs, marketing and advertising, she's had posts in Suffield, Yellowknife, Ottawa, and just outside of Ottawa in Embrin, Ontario. Um, so that's Joanna Labonte, 30 plus years serving the country. We are so, so glad that you um, are joining us in episode 51. And that is the segment that you will hear next on the show. Okay, it's time for the final gold medal. And um, I'm going to share this with uh, a Brigadier Ashton. Brigadier William Denny Whitaker. Uh, William Denny Whitaker, uh, born February 27, 1915, sadly passed away May 30th of 2001. He was a Canadian athlete, soldier, businessman, and author. Wow, what disciplines and areas of, uh, of excellence um, uh, William Denny Whitaker uh, participated in. Um, he, um, he went to the Royal Military College of Canada, Ashton. Um, he also was a quarterback of the Hamilton Tigers of the Ontario Rugby Football Union, uh, he joined the Canadian Army and, and accepted a commission as a second lieutenant with the Royal Hamilton Light Infantry, the Wentworth uh, Regiment in 1937, uh, Second World War veteran. Um, you can, you can, as I mentioned, the sports that he was involved in. This, uh, this gentleman received the Order of Canada, Ashton, the Legion of Honor, the Order of the Crown in Belgium, and he actually, as as I said, he was uh, he was a lawyer as well too, a businessman meaning lawyer. Uh, he was called to the bar. What an impressive man this is! Yeah, that is a lot of jobs he had, and referencing it to uh, sports too. So um, yeah, it it was an amazing father son free for all segment. Amazing, special. Your co-hosts, we always honor. And remember, fans, Ashton, you're going to take us to break. This ends our father-son free-for-all segment. More father-son fun talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast.
Father-Son Fun Talk, you're listening to episode 51 of the Champs and Chums podcast. And Ashton, it's now time for a next edition of our Best of segment. And what an honored guest we have for our fans this month. Hey Ashton, I got two questions for you, my man. Are you ready to stand on guard for episode 51? Sure am. Are you ready to show true patriot love here on Champs and Chums? Of course. Well, our very special guest pairs pride and joy in her service to Canada and in support of her son and family. Army Public Affairs, Marketing and Advertising, Posts and Suffield, Yellowknife, Ottawa, and just outside in Embrin, Ontario. These are some of the specialized disciplines and experiences of our best of guest in over 30 years of service to her country. Our special guest has also represented Team Canada in international sport competition. In September, she was selected to compete in the world-renowned Invictus Games in Dusseldorf, Germany. There she faced the best in class in four sports, rowing, shot put, discus, and seated volleyball. Her performance in all four was exceptional, and in discus, that resulted in a gold medal for Canada. Above all of her military and international sport accomplishments is our best of guests' love and support for her son Campbell and family. Campbell was born four months early, deaf, blind, and living with cerebral palsy. Campbell's story and smile is warm, winning, and bright. Ladies and gentlemen, we are honored to be joined by Major Joanna Labonte, a member of the Canadian Armed Forces. Joanna, welcome to Champs and Chums. Oh, thank you so much, Anthony. I'm very happy to be here today with well, you we, and Ashton. Oh, for sure. And and so are we equally, uh, Joanna. We're very excited to speak with you. Thank you so much for joining us on this Best of segment. It's an honor to speak to you. As we were talking off air, it's always a special month, uh, November, our November episode on Champs and Chums. We um, get an opportunity and are so grateful to speak with members of the Canadian military. So it's great to have you on and great to have you on Father-Son Fun Talk. Well, thank you very much. Great stuff. Well, uh, Joanna's dad over here to the left of the broadcast booth um, to kick off our best of segment with you. And uh, I'm wondering if you can take the fans through your early interests and motivations to serve in the Canadian Armed Forces. Oh, wow. That seems so long ago, Anthony. But yes, yeah, over 30 years ago, I signed on the dotted line, as we say. I was living in uh, uh, Trenton, Ontario uh, with my family. My father was in the Canadian Armed Forces. I was a high school student and thought I needed a part-time job, but I didn't want just any part-time job. So I thought, why not join the Army Reserve? So I signed up for the a Hastings and Prince Edward Regiment in Belleville, Ontario with a friend of mine. And we thought this will be fun. And off we went uh, into the, to the army, learning all these new skills. Um, and then, you know, off to university, still doing the reserves, graduating from university, thinking, I think I need a full-time job now. So I uh, transferred into the regular force and uh, became a public affairs officer. And I haven't looked back since. 
Well, that's amazing, and thank you for taking the fans through that. And uh, you know, it, it's it, it's a, a passion that we we've heard you here as you spoke about uh, how you got into this. And um, of course, um, being a member of Team Canada for you and your wonderful story um, beyond the military service is uh, what's really intriguing. And, and fans, you'll want to listen to this is. Uh, your representation, Joanna, for Team Canada International Sport. Um, our best of guest, everyone, uh, competed in the Invictus Games just earlier this year. Uh, you earned a gold medal. And um, so, Joanna, why do you describe the experience of, uh, of going best of in sport competition for your country? Oh, my goodness. I tell you, every, I think about it a lot these days because uh, I will be honest, um, you know, Ashton, um, Anthony, I, I wasn't a real athlete uh, in my younger days, you know, and uh, to, to be invited to be a part of Team Canada and represent my country on an internet at an international competition was just such a thrill and an honor um, and then to select the sports that I would come train in and compete in um, I knew I wanted to, to do certain sports like uh, throwing I, I felt like I had a pretty good arm as a kid and played some baseball right so I thought let's give that a try so I picked up shot put and discus as two of my individual sports I also did rowing on a rowing machine uh, and then a really interesting team sport, which was so much fun, called seated volleyball. So for all your listeners, I'm sure you all know what volleyball is and what it typically is played like. Well, now imagine playing that on the ground, seated on your bum and scooting around the gym to catch uh, retrieve balls, smash balls, serve balls. It's a really different game, but so much fun. So well, much. Fun. Well, that sounds outstanding, outstandingly athletic. And uh, I'm just sort of thinking some, some pain myself as I hear you describe <laughs> that, uh, Joanna. But uh, yes, it's quite an adjustment, you know, getting down there and staying down there. But uh, what's really interesting about that uh, sport and, and Invictus Games in their entirety is that they're an adaptive sport. So anyone can play, anyone can compete. It's so inclusive, which is an important thing for me. And, you know, so that meant what some, one of my teammates is an amputee. He's a Canadian Armed Forces member serving in Petawawa, Ontario. And he's an amputee who played on our team. In fact, was our team captain or assistant captain, pardon me. So that was really special to have someone like him play on the team with me and, and to, you know, be able to do the same sports just in a different way. Well, that's such a great uh, uh, experience I'm sure you had. And, and, and what a great thing to put on the life resume, representing Team Canada, not only in your, your uh, military service uh, for the forces, but then also to, uh, to have this wonderful experience. Uh, I know it's been great. And uh, my chum over here, Ashton, who I'll bring into the conversation in, in a sec, he, his ears perked up when he heard uh, your, your skills and your strength in baseball. Because that's a sport that he played over the summer, and you, as you said, your 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 skills showed you uh, very well there in, in those two competitions, and of course, winning the gold medal uh, in discus. Um, so, with that said, I'm going to bring in uh, my forever chum Ashton into the chat here with our best of guest, Major Joanna Labonte. Ashton, take it away. Well, Joanna, first off, I just want to say thank you for coming on episode 51 of Champs and Chums. Happy to be here, Ashton. Uh, Joanna, throughout your 31 years of service, 
Um, I'm sure you've had some special moments while serving our country of Canada. Joanna, with that said, can you share some of those special moments with the fans? Wow, thank you for the question, and I sure can. You know, Ashton, there'll be there's no doubt that one of my most special moments was, you know, receiving that gold medal on behalf of uh, um, Team Canada at the Invictus Games. You know, to be number one in the the disc sport of discus against other women around the world was awfully special. I'll never forget it. But also, my service to the country has been special and important to me too. And I've thought about this question a little bit. And, you know, for me, I think back to uh, the time where my my husband is also in the military and the two of us were posted to Joint Task Force North in Yellowknife, Northwest Territories. And we got to travel all throughout Canada's north and work with the Indigenous people in the north, which was so special to us and really gave us an opportunity that we wouldn't have, I don't think, if we weren't in the Canadian Armed Forces. So that one really stands out to me. It was a really special time for us. Joanna, as you would know, there are many skills to become an accomplished Canadian Armed Forces member. With that said, can you share some of those key skills to become an accomplished Canadian Armed Forces member? Great question, Ashton. And, and what I would like to tell your listeners is anyone, anyone with a a dedication to hard work and determination and discipline. Anyone in Canada, either a permanent resident or a Canadian citizen, can become a Canadian Armed Forces member. And what happens is once you join the organization, that's when you learn all your skills, you're trained, you're educated, you know, in different uh, ways. I started as an infantry, a member of the infantry, and, you know, I got to fire guns and run and do different things, uh, but then I changed my my trade and I decided I wanted to talk to more people about the military. And so I became a public affairs officer where I got to write stories and do profiles on my fellow Canadian Armed Forces members to tell Canadians just how great the military can be in Canada and how we would love more people to join. You're listening to episode 51 of the Champs and Chums podcast. This is our best of segment. We have the honor to be joined by Major Joanna Labonte, a member of the Canadian Armed Forces. It's Anthony and Ashton here in the broadcast booth. Uh, and, and Joanna, wanting to pick up on that, you've talked about it throughout this great chat already, that development of skills. And, uh, and you, you mentioned hard work, determination, discipline. So glad that you mentioned those words because it really... Uh, powers our airwaves uh, th uh, over the course of this father-son project. Um, mm. Wanted to hear um, if you can talk more uh, for the fans about teamwork and mentorship within the uh, Canadian Forces um, uh, and, and your experiences with that. Teamwork in the Canadian Armed Forces is, is number one. Honestly, we don't get anything done if we're not working together. And I'm sure that's for anywhere in whatever job we're doing, but it really is important in the military. And what we find, you know, through our training to become leaders, um, we also have an opportunity to gain more experience and then share that experience with 
new and upcoming people in the military and to act as mentors, giving examples and advice of, you know, life experiences that I had, how that may help and shape another member make decisions or lead a team, for example. So mentoring is really important. And I think we all need to give back in some way, you know, and to be able to share my experience and maybe, you know, help somebody along the way is always a real gift. Well, that sounds amazing. And uh, I, I want to dial back to, uh, you were talking earlier in this great segment about uh, special moments and you talked about winning the gold medal and uh, that story of inspiration and of course, serving the military. Um, but I certainly now want to bring into uh, the chat um, uh, the story of inspiration of your son, Campbell, um, the journey, the joy um, for, for both you and your husband, Bert. Um, it, it meant something very special for you that uh, Campbell was able to join you mm-hmm. on that trip at, at, to the Invictus Games. So I wonder if you can share with the fans uh, more about this inspiring young man and, um, you know, just doing a little reading off air, I, I know your motivation is to be at the Invictus Games and is to, was really to, to give Campbell that great example of that, you know, anything is, is possible if you just believe, believe that things can be done. So would love for, for you to share with your listeners uh, the wonderful story of Campbell and how important he and your husband and other family members have been throughout your military career. Well, I'll tell you, your family is so important as a Canadian Armed Forces member because, you know, the demands are tough on a military member. You're traveling, you're away, you have long hours, you know, it's a demanding job and to have family support is key. That's what really, you know, uh, makes us thrive in our jobs as well. So, you know, my family is, a, is like, like all families are special. And I um, feel like I, I smile when you brought up Campbell because he brings such joy to my life. Uh, uh, he is a special boy and he was born very premature. And uh, we've been on quite a journey, I have to say, for the last 15 years. Our son Campbell has cerebral palsy. Uh, he uses a wheelchair He's um, deaf and blind. And Bert and I, you know, we basically support all his needs. Um, And he is the funniest guy. And he is such a good kid to be around. You know, he brings joy every day to me with his smile and his, his way that even being deaf and blind, he's still very aware of what's going on around him. To tell you a little story about how aware, um, when we were at the Invictus Games, you probably know that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are That's being right. part of the Invictus Games. Well, Miss Markle um, got a look at Campbell and came right over to say hello and held his hand. And so we have a picture of Campbell and Meghan Markle holding hands and the look on Campbell's face. You can tell wow. he's very happy with that. Well, <laughs> that, that, that is royalty <laughs> with royalty there, uh, Joanna, agree, for sure. For sure, yeah. <laughs> so it was a wonderful experience to bring Campbell to Germany, but to ad- I have to admit, we had never traveled on an airplane with Campbell before we went to Germany, so we had a lot of legwork and planning and preparation we needed to do to get him there to be with us. But what's so wonderful about the Invictus Games is the inclusivity and the accessibility. So we knew once we got on the ground at those games that 
our son would be no different than anybody else. He would be welcomed with open arms. He would be part of the Invictus community. And that was such a special gift, you know? Oh, I'm sure. And we can definitely hear that in your voice. And we can, <laughs> we can, we can hear your smile and, uh, you know, having a chance to read and now you sharing uh, the wonderful story about your son, Campbell. Uh, I believe it was your, your husband, Bert, that said, and it really struck me. It says, you know, Campbell's success is really, really is how far he can reach, like literally, you know, literally. Yeah. and I was yeah. really taken by that. And, um, and uh, yeah. so, so blessed that you could share this great story of this uh, uh, remarkable, remarkable young man. Well, as a deaf-blind person, you, you're basically, your world is as far as you can reach. And, mm -hmm. you know, so we need to, it's our responsibility as Campbell's parents to bring the world to him, you know, so we get, we find ways to do that. We love going camping together and we actually have a sidecar that's been adapted for a wheelchair and the three of us go um, riding around on a, our motorbike together and, um, you know, then of course taking Campbell to Germany. It's really about life experiences and we all need to find these experiences and treasure them oh what an amazing family story uh, ashton over to you joanna throughout your 31 years in the armed forces uh, i'm sure you spent some quality time with veterans um mm. joanna can you share the most heartfelt moments spending time with veterans Oh, that's such a nice question, Ashton. And and in fact, just on Remembrance Day on the 11th of November, both um, my husband, Sergeant Bert Labonte, and myself, we had the chance to spend the day with a very special veteran. And that's my father, Jim Campbell, who served in the Canadian Army for 34 years. Um, my dad is uh, quite sick right now and has re recently had a surgery. Well, he was released from hospital on the 10th of November uh, and determined, determined to go to the Remembrance Day service on the 11th of November in Trenton, Ontario. And so we drove there, we escorted our, my father to the service and we stood side by side with him um, as, you know, we, we paid our respects to the fallen um, service people. And that was such a special day for me. Um, that's the one that stands out above all else because it just shows you the strength and determination of somebody that served so long in the forces. My dad was not going to miss another service or any service on Remembrance Day. So the day after he got out of the hospital after a major surgery, there he was standing on parade. Wow, the, the, the most recent memory with a veteran and the most special. Thank you for uh, sharing that on, on our airwaves. And uh, yeah, I mean, um, uh, if, uh, if your father, Jim, is listening, we want to say thank you. Wow, 34 years um, of service to the country. This is the kind of special stories, fans, that uh, we have such joy to bring to you on the show. And um, Joanne, I wanted to, uh, for the fans again... Um, you you mentioned that it's uh, it's early on in our chat and maybe you can put a little bit more uh, extra color on it. Uh, the day in the life or behind the scenes for you. I mean, you've had some fascinating. I'm I particularly am am, uh, am interested in this question because of my field at career in marketing and advertising right. and communications. So I'd love to hear maybe some of the day in the life for you as uh, as a Canadian Armed Forces member. Well, that's a, that's an easy one to answer because I love being a public affairs officer. What I love most about it, I think, 
is telling the stories of other Canadian Armed Forces members. There's so many interesting stories, you know, and we just need to uncover them. You know, I, I met a gentleman who's also in Trenton. He's the uh, military police detachment commander. His name is Captain Sean Kent. <clears throat> He's a busy guy. He has a busy job with the military. But on, on his own time, he's created a charity called Remembrance Coin, and he develops military coins, which are very important to military members um, or veterans or anyone who likes to trade coins. He's developed one, and he's the funds that he's raised from selling these coins, he gives directly to Wounded Warriors Organization, which is an organization that supports CAF members and veterans with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. So he's raised over $50,000 for this charity. And this is, you know, as uh, while he's serving in the Canadian Armed Forces separately from his job, he also has a passion for photography. So he volunteers with the Veterans Portrait Program or project, pardon me, and they, across the country, uh, photographers are taking a portrait, formal portraits of veterans so that they can, you know, memorialize their time in service wearing their medals. Um, so these are the kind of members we have in the Canadian Armed Forces, and I want Canadians to know about them. So that's a day in the life of my job, getting, having an opportunity to tell people about people like Sean Kent or other members in the forces who've done some amazing things. Well, I tell you, what what a tremendous skill you have to do just that and what an asset it is to the forces that you can do that. The gift to be able to tell stories, as you know, Joanna, uh, being in that, that form of discipline, it, it is powerful. Uh, it can connect people and uh, it really, um, it hits on all the emotions. So uh, yeah, that that is amazing. And thank you for sharing that with our fans um we've just got a couple more questions here for you joanna in this great best of segment and uh the last couple will go over to uh, my chum ashton ashton uh take it away with the next question joanna as you know on november 11th we remember those who served in canada's military with that said what does remembrance day mean to you yeah that's such an important day and you know i tell a lot of people that I know, you know, um, uh, uh, we off air, we talked about Christmas a bit. And I know Christmas is really important to a lot of people. Um, I explain to people, and it maybe it doesn't really make sense. But Remembrance Day, like Christmas for me, in a different way, you know, like it's very near and dear to my heart. It means something very serene and special. And um, Every year, that's such an important moment to be able to be on parade and recognize our fallen uh, military members and veterans. That is a really, really important time. And I always encourage people around me and those that I know to really take that, even if you can't get to a service, take that minute of remembrance to just really acknowledge that there's a lot of people who came before us who gave us this opportunity to be free and proud of our country. And I, I, I think that's really important. So every Remembrance Day is important to me. I have a very strong military family. My grandfathers were both in the in the world, world War II and continued to serve in the forces. Even my grandmother was uh, part of the Women's Auxiliary Air Force during World War II, and that's where she met my grandfather. And then uh, my father, of course, and now me and, and my husband, all serving members. 
Joanna, what advice do you have for young kids looking to become a member of the Canadian military just like you? Oh, just do it. <laughs> if Nike can say that, so can I. I say go for it. You know, go to the local recruiting center or go to the forces.ca page, web page. Um, there's a lot of great information there. And, you know, there's so many jobs. Like, it's not just, you know, being a soldier or sailing on a ship or flying in a plane. Like, there are so many jobs you can do. You could be a cook, you could be a mechanic, you could be a pharmacist, you could be a physiotherapist, you could be a logistician, you could drive a tank, like there are so many jobs, you could be a public affairs officer. So I really, I really say just inquire, ask the questions. There are so many people that want to tell you about what they do. If you see a person in uniform, why not talk to them? I know they'll be really eager to give you information about what they do. Oh, what an outstanding way to end this best of segment. That's Major Joanna Labonte, a 30-plus year member of the Canadian Armed Forces. Uh, Joanna, on behalf of Ashton and I, we want to thank you so much for taking time to join us on this special episode of Champs and Chums. Uh, we always look forward to November um, since we've been broadcasting our father-son project because we get a chance to speak with wonderful and inspiring people just like you. Um, uh, as I said, uh, we were very excited to speak with you uh, here on this segment. And I, in some of my research, I came across a wonderful quote that um, headlines your bio when you mm -hmm. competed in the Invictus Games. And I'll read it, fans. Keep your face towards the sunshine and shadows will fall behind you. And that's Helen Keller. But that quote is such a tremendous way to describe you, Joanna. And, and on behalf of Ashton and I and all Canadians, we certainly want to thank you so much for your service. And um, Ashton wants an opportunity to also say some words to you. Ashton? Yeah. Um, Joanna, thank you for coming on the show. It's been an honor having you on. And uh, at, this, at the uh, Remembrance Day ceremony at my school, I was able to hold the wreath and bring it to place it down. Um, and that was very special. But what's even extra special is you coming on the show. So, Joanna, thank you for your service and thank you for coming on the show. Oh, my goodness. This was the highlight, highlight of my week, for sure, to be able to talk to my new chums uh, and talk to your audience about the Canadian Armed Forces and what it means to me, and especially about Remembrance Day and how important that is. As Canadians, we need to take that time to remember. So thank you both very much. Well, Joanna, it was an absolute pleasure. Ashton, you're going to take us to break on episode 51. This ends our father-son best of segment. More father-son fun talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. Happy November, everybody. We hope you're doing well. It's Anthony and Ashton in the broadcast booth. So glad that you're with us here for episode 51. It's our special Remembrance Day episode. We've done this for the uh, each of the last four years, Ashton. So uh, pleased. And as you just heard uh, coming out of the break, uh, a wonderful and outstanding 
uh, best of guest interview with Major Joanna Labonte. And you know, Joanna, uh, Joanna's still on our minds. What a great interview it was that we wanted to actually um, tribute her in this edition of All Pro Go. And fans, uh, just a reminder, an All Pro Go segment here on Champs and Chums is a Did You Know Sports Spotlight. So this is where my chum Ashton gets an opportunity to shine a spotlight, share with you a particular uh, All Pro Go gamer activity. So Ashton, what have you specially selected here on episode 51? Well, I selected Discus. Well, and how uh, poignant and how remarkable that you would have selected Discus because you all know from that interview, fans, that the gold medal for Canada in uh, in Discus was won by our best of guest, Joanna Labonte, Major Joanna Labonte. Ashton, take it away on Discus. The Discus Throw, also known as Disc Throw, is a track and field event in which an athlete throws a heavy disc called a discus in an attempt to mark a further distance than their competitors. It is an ancient sport as demonstrated by the 5th century BC Myron, a statue Discobolus. Although not part of the current pentathlon it was one of the events in the ancient greek pentathlon which can be dated back to at least 700 bc and is part of the modern decathlon now here's the history of uh discus the sport of throwing the discus traces back to it being an event in the original olympic games of ancient greece the discus as a sport was resurrected in magdeburg uh, Germany by gymnastics teacher Christian George Kohlrausch and his students in the 1870s. Organized men's competitions was resumed in the late 19th century and has been part of the modern Summer Olympic Games since the first modern competition, the 1896 Summer Olympics. Images of discus throwers figured um prominently in advertising for early modern games, such as fundraising stamps for the 1896 games and the main posters for the 1920 and 1948 Summer Olympics. Today, the sport of discus is a routine part of the modern track and field meets at all levels and retains a particularly iconic place in the Olympic Games. Great stuff, son. So that is Discus, uh, all shared here on All Pro Go in episode 51 in honor of our best of guest, uh, Major Joanna Labonte. And uh, just a little bit more on this uh, wonderful sport of Discus, as, as Ashton has sort of described, so much history uh, in, in this too. The first modern athlete to throw the, di- the Discus while rotating the whole body, and we would have seen that, Ashton, in some of the, some of the video images uh, from the Invictus Games where uh, Joanna was involved in. But the first guy to throw while, the discus while rotating the body was Franisak Jandasuk from Bohemia. This is the present Czech Republic. And Jandasuk invented this technique when studying the position of the famous statue of Discobol- Discobolus, I believe that's pronounced. And after only one year of developing the technique, he earned a silver medal in the 1900 Olympics. Wow, talk about legend. And of course, the women's competition in discus, uh, which Joanne took part in, 
began in the first decades of the 20th century. Following the competition at the national and regional levels, women's discus was added to the Olympic Games in 1928. That's special. That is uh, uh, so beautiful. It's so world-class, and it's got such legend. That is discus. And you're listening to episode 51 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Father-Son Fun Talk, you're listening to episode 51 of the Champs and Chums podcast. And Ashton, it's now time for our signature segment. That's right, everybody. It's our Champs and Chums segment where we salute our stars on and off the field. So this is an opportunity where Ashton and I, every episode, uh, recognize, honor a champ and chum uh, for the episode. And Ashton, we have put so much importance so much honor, so much remembrance in an episode like this. It is only fitting, Ashton and fans, that I tell you that your co-hosts here have declared a Canadian military sweep for champs and chums this episode. Ashton and I would like to honor the brave uh, Canadians, the courageous Canadians, those who have represented our country with respect, with honor, with valor, we are saluting you, all of you, as our champs and chums for episode 51. Ashton, what do you want to say about that? We are honoring every member who has ever served in the Canadian military. Well, uh, I just want to thank everyone who you know, just even participated and, you know, are going out there, you know, risking their lives to let us civilians have a a peace and freedom. So from the bottom of my heart, I cannot thank the Canadian military enough. Thank you. Well, that's amazing, Ash. And so beautiful to hear you um, strum that uh, for the listeners here on episode 51. I would wholeheartedly agree. You know, it's uh, uh, the least we can do is salute you, but we want to do so much more. Those who, uh, those heroes who have passed, those heroes who have served the veterans, and those those military members who continue to serve just like uh, Canadian uh, Armed Forces members like Joanna uh, serve in so many different disciplines to represent our country with such pride, joy, and honor. It is a privilege. And Ashton, um, we spoke about it a bit earlier. We've had the, um, uh, the honor of having four members of the Canadian military join us. It all started off with MS Dan Bard, Ashton, in November of 2020. Uh, we then in uh, 2021, uh, we had, um, it was uh, a warrant officer, Glenn Shepard, uh, that joined our show uh, last year, uh, 2022. We had a veteran, C.D. Fernand Typher, who joined us. And this year to have Major Labonte on, on Champs and Chums, uh, it is an absolute honor. Um, we, we will always remember 
Great stuff, everybody. Well, we've got a little bit more show to come. You're listening to episode 51 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. And Ashton, it's now time to conclude what has been an outstanding an honorable and exceptional episode 51 here on champs and chums our special remembrance day episode month it's been amazing to broadcast this to all of you our fans but ashton as i've done with all 50 now 51 episodes i want to ask you the big question ashton what did you learn today well i learned more about joanna's family legacy in the canadian military well, for sure. I mean, uh, we, we heard her talk so gl- glowingly about her father, Jim Campbell, who served in the Army for over 34 years. Uh, her we, grandparents? Her grandparents as well, too. Uh, um, you know, and then also the fact that she, uh, you know, went to, uh, to military school as well, too, while she was in Trenton. So definitely a long line, and of course, her 30, 31 years uh, representing um, this great country. Um, it's amazing to hear the strength, the legacy on serving Canada through uh, her voice and through her great story. Uh, it was um, just amazing to hear that. What else did you learn? Well, I learned that there are so many members of Canada's military that also competed in sports. Well, there were lots, Ashton, and yeah, we, we covered six of them, and quite rightly, they earned gold, gold, gold straight down the board um for um you know in our uh, our uh, our opening our uh, f- father son free for all segment um and quite rightly some amazing individuals there who not only showed um such great uh, a great resume in serving our country on the military side but some amazing performances uh, on the sports side as well too so that's been really awesome well it has been and uh, an amazing episode uh, 51 um, we want to thank uh, Ashton who do we want to thank first of all well we want to thank the power girls and uncle Dennis who helped produce the show the power girls and uncle Dennis you've been there from the very beginning of champs and chums we so appreciate your love and support thank you so much we want to thank our best of guests for episode 51 major Joanna Labonte what an incredible story on the inspiration uh, through her uh, military career, obviously her um, her uh, appearance in international sport competition at the Invictus Games, and above all, that wonderful story uh, about her son, uh, Campbell, who is a remarkable young man. And I tell you, it was an amazing uh, episode that we, uh, we put on for you. And Ashton, the fans can listen to more Champs and Chumps. Where can they subscribe and check us out? They can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google Play, SoundCloud, and many more worldwide podcast platforms. That's right. Many more channels to listen to Champs and Chums and all the big ones, uh, for sure, as Ashton just mentioned. And fans, we're on social. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, at Champs and Chums, our website, champsandchums.com. This is going to be a very neat November fist bump, Ashton. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show, fans. And Ashton, as we always say, 
Cheers to champs, cheers to chums, and cheers to an all-star day. Thanks for listening. <laughs>